What's it like to play with Connor Bedard? We'll talk about that next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Tom Wilson being named Capitals nominee for NHL's King Clancy Memorial Trophy. Then later in the show, we will talk about what is it actually like to play with Connor Bedard. There is a player in the Capitals organization that is familiar with it with him but just to get it going here we'll talk about the trade deadline and where the capitals are at what kind of moves will take place between now and in june when the draft is as we know uh connor bedard is number one overall in the chicago blackhawks were named number one overall so you know i am 99.9 percent sure that connor bedard is going to be a chicago blackhawk Blackhawks. Did did the Blackhawks get a lot better overnight? You better believe they did. And an interesting thing that I had heard from the host of Locked On Blackhawks is that he said that he sees Connor Bedard playing on the top line uh, in Chicago right right away. His first season there, and uh, one of the reasons that he said is just because you know the Blackhawks are in the middle of transition. So you know unless they go out and sign another big player, uh, that is where he believes that he is going to be. Uh, in game one, in start of the regular season next season, is Connor Bedard on the top line. The Blackhawks just got a lot, lot better. And, you know, of course, they had struggles this past season, so they're going to have to build a team around him, of course. Um, but, I mean, they will be a team to be reckoned with. And, you know, there's all kinds of speculation about there on on why, if it's a draft lottery, why didn't we see uh, the ball, you know, ball spinning around there and coming out and drawing the team name? They just announced who it was. So, you know, the conspiracy theorists out there on Twitter saying that they feel like it's a kind of an odd thing that they just announced it. You know, you think that you would see the ball spinning and a ball come up and they would look at it and it would say Chicago Blackhawks, but it's not the case. And that was fodder for a lot of discussion in the Twitter sphere and various uh, social media NHL pages, but it is an interesting thing. But in any event, the Capitals now, it is their time to make this team better. We've heard for the longest time that they need to get younger, they need to get faster. Well, the Capitals are sitting in a great position as they pick number eight overall. If you're an everydayer, you know that yesterday I spoke about some great candidates that could potentially help bolster this Capitals team. And I'm excited for what this means. And Brian McClellan is as well, as he spoke with uh, Alexa Landestoy uh, about this whole thing. Uh, following the NHL draft lottery, uh, he spoke with Alexa and said that the team is still just beginning the process of finding a new coach and that postseason is playing a part in it. Because as we know, 
uh, we have to wait for all the games to finish. So we have to wait for the Stanley Cup to conclude and all that kind of thing before, you know, any big movements can be made. But you got to believe that Ross Mahoney and his crew are diligently working on the next great draft pick for the Capitals. We know what they did last season where they went out and signed Ivan Miroshnishenko, a guy that was dropped much further down than where he should have been just based on the fact of his uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. But they were able to to see through the tea leaves and read through the read between the lines <clears throat> excuse me to know that uh he was in remission and he was headed in the right direction so i have ultimate faith in ross mahoney and the guys involved there that in the draft that the capitals will make a really solid uh, pick when it is their turn there's a lot of teams still playing there's still a lot of guys we want to talk to so we'll monitor the playoffs see what happens in the playoffs max said one obvious candidate who remains in the middle of a playoff run is Toronto Maple Leafs assistant and former Hershey Bears head coach Spencer Carberry. He was well liked during his tenure with the Caps organization and has great experience. And this year, his leadership leadership helped finally make it past the first round. So a lot of interesting candidates out there for the Capitals in the head coaching position. There's going to be a lot of great options as far as who they pick in the draft coming up here. Uh, so it is going to be some interesting days ahead uh, for who they end up choosing. And like I say, uh, I spoke about in yesterday's show, there are a lot of great candidates out there. Which which player are the Capitals going to choose? Um, you know, this year is being seen as really stacked, especially in the first round in the draft. So I think that regardless of whoever they they pick, that this team is going to be getting a lot better in a big time hurry. And one of the things that Max said is, you know, he's pretty much ultimately happy with number eight overall. Uh, there wasn't a lot that they could do about it. I mean, there was some, there was a chance that they could possibly move up, and there was just a snowball's chance, and you know what, of them getting Connor Bedard. But it didn't happen. And I watched the broadcast, you know, anticipating the maybe event that maybe Connor Bedard could have been on the Capitals, but. In any event, it wasn't meant to be, uh, but I do think that uh, the Capitals, regardless of who they pick, it's going to be a great player. Is the player going to be NHL ready? Most likely not, but take a look at Mirosh for example. He is ready much sooner than anyone else thought. Uh, his term, He terminated the contract with his KHL team and will most likely start next season in Hershey. And then, you know, it's up to him. You know, the trajectory for him is, is pointed straight up. The possibility of him breaking with the Capitals at some point is possible. Take a look at Alexi Protus, for example. I don't think he was pegged to be on the Capitals next season, but he played so well in camp that they couldn't send him down. And he had kind of an up and down season, but uh, just talking about how you can establish yourself. And uh, I guess it depends on how fast he adapts to the North American game. Um, so uh, just to tie this all together, what I'm trying to say is that most likely I've heard everyone say that the number eighth pick overall will most likely not be NHL ready on day one, but soon. And that all fits in the Capitals master plan anyway, because we know that we have about three years left with the Alex Ovechkin deal. And there's been promises that they're not going to make, you know, a tear it down to the studs rebuild while he's here. So that three years will be the perfect amount of time for, you know, those type of players to uh, crock pot down there and in, in Hershey and just really kind of simmer down there and work on their craft and be ready for their opportunity when it presents themselves. Um, not to say that I think the Capitals are going to be horrible for the next three years I think you're going to see uh, similar moves to the Dylan Strom kind of thing the Rasmus Sandin the Sonny Milano thing probably not marquee names 
uh, just because of cap space and constraints and all that kind of thing. But then there's the possibilities of moving out of moving out Kuznetsov or Mantha, or if you want to go out in the weeds a little bit there, Nick Backstrom uh, or TJ Oshie. But the Caps are in a good position, and I do believe that they will be competitive next year. Ted Leonsis uh, put a lot of faith in Brian McClellan, and I have no reason to believe that they shouldn't put a lot of faith in him. He you know, swung for the fences in the offseason and got Darcy Kemper and Connor Brown and Dylan Strom, and just this team was stacked. On paper, it looked like they were loaded for bear and ready to make a big push. And then the injury thing happened, and that changed everything. So sometimes the best laid plans go to waste. But uh, as it stands right now, I, I'm hopeful that the Capitals and Brian McClellan and Ross Mahoney and everyone that's involved in that whole brain trust there will make a really great selection when it's the Capitals' turn. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about one Capital player that is pretty familiar with playing with Connor Bedard. Who am I talking about that? We'll talk about that when Locked On Capitals continues. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow to Locked On Capitals with your podcatcher of choice, as I have many great interviews this summer. I will have John Walton on soon. As you know, I had Mike Vogel on. Part two of that interview is coming soon. And this Friday, I will also have the new beat writer for Washington Hockey Now. So make sure and subscribe to Locked On Capital. So in this next segment here, we are going to talk about a player that's pretty familiar playing along Connor Bedard, Caps prospect, Suze Delev, uh, playing alongside Bedard and what it was like for him, uh, just about uh, how he was as a player and, uh, you know, how what the, the outlook is for him. Bedard was Regina's most productive player by a considerable margin. The 17-year-old tallied 71 goals and 72 assists in just 57 games played in the playoffs. Bedard added another 20 points, 10 goals, 10 assists in just seven games before the Pats were eliminated. And there's a lot of things that I like about Bedard's game, not just him as a player, but he's also mature beyond his years. And when they did that interview before the draft lottery, he was very even keel, not full of himself and just kind of approached it like it was any other day inside. You got to think that there was a lot of anxiety there, but on outward appearances, he seemed very calm, cool and collected. So I do think that, you know, not even just the hockey player, the overall person, I think that the Blackhawks got a really great uh, uh, player playing on Bedard's line for a good portion of the 22, 23 season, especially towards the end of the year with Suze Delev got to see firsthand why many hockey experts believe Bedard, will be a future NHL star, writes NBC Sports Washington. You see how good he is every day. He does some crazy stuff there, Suzdalev said. Uh, if he keeps going, I'm sure he'll be a star player one day. Of course he will. If you take a look at historically the number ones overall um, and just the, the the players in general that are in like the top 10, you take a look at uh, Connor McDavid, you take a look at Crosby, you take a look at Alex Ovechkin, those kind of players all players that just excelled right away for the most part. You take a look at Connor McDavid. If there is one player that's going to give Ovi a run for his money in goals, 
someday. I think it's Connor McDavid, a, a generational player there as well. Um, also, we know Crosby and his contributions out in Pittsburgh and Ovi, the the great eight in Washington. So uh, there is a long, you know, history of great uh, draft picks there, and I do think that, of course, Connor Bedard's uh, trajectory is pointed up. While Bedard earned each uh, more on ice prey, Suzdalev shined in his own right too, as the 19-year-old led WHL rookies in goals, assists, and points. Once Regina's 22-23 season concluded, the Caps reassigned Suzdalev to Hershey to join the team's AHL affiliates in their Calder Cup push. It's been a good season overall, Suzdalev said. There are still some things I can improve, but for sure, it was a good season. My teammate, teammates made it easy for me and had a really good coaching staff. They helped me a lot with my game. Love said he and Bedard are pretty close friends on and off the ice, and they speak regularly. In fact, the two players were roommates when Regina went on the road. Love said rooming with Bedard was pretty fun and emphasized that he, his line mate, was one of the biggest jokesters on the team. So he often enjoyed hanging around him. And, you know, for a young player, that's important to have some fun. It's important for everyone, but especially the young guys here. Uh, there's some chance, of course, Suzdalev said it would be fun for sure to have a player like that come to Washington. As we know, that wasn't the case. It would have been fun for sure. Um, that is why I watched the program. I, of course, I wanted to see who got the player. You know, was he going to go out to Anaheim? Was he going to go out to Columbus? All the talking heads said if there was one team that could have benefited the most the soonest, the quickest, it would have been the Columbus Blue Jackets because they're just a couple players away from being competitive. <clears throat> and that's where the conspiracy comes in because the, 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 just to make you aware of what the conspiracy is that I'm hearing on Twitter is that it was fixed because Chicago is a bigger market and they wanted Chica uh, Chicago to succeed sooner than Columbus or Anaheim. Kind of a crazy thing. And I, I don't, there's no reason for me to believe there's any truth to that. All I'm saying is what I've heard in the Twitter sphere and different blogs and that kind of thing. So uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, you know, I can be happy for another team. I'm happy for that, for the Blackhawks. I wish them nothing but the best, except when they're playing with the Capitals, of course, uh, because they got lucky at the end of the day and tanking. I'm not saying they tanked, but there was a whiff of that with some of those teams. You to look at Columbus and Anaheim and Chicago that, uh, you know, they got what they wanted. But, you know, when you take a look at you know, the Sharks in that uh, conversation as well. Anaheim is still going to be a pretty poor team. Columbus is going to still be a pretty poor team. And same goes for San Jose. So the team tank thing didn't necessarily work for them, did it? Um, there's always a chance that their GM could go out in the offseason and be aggressive and pick up some really big players, of course. But, you know, the trajectory of Columbus and Anaheim and San Jose is not the greatest right now. And I know things could change. And uh, I don't, don't at me if you're a big fan of them. And I, I would be surprised if you're watching a Capitals podcast. But if you are, thanks for listening or watching. But um, I just don't see them, you know, being competitive anytime soon. So sometimes being part of Team Tank can bite you in the butt. But the, the Capitals, you know, I hope that they do something good at the draft. And the Blackhawks, for sure, are loaded for bear. Uh, so it is an exciting thing for next season. I'm already looking forward to next season now, if you can believe that, because... 
I'm a big hockey fan. If you can't tell, I host an NHL show. So, but it is exciting. I'm excited to see what Brian McClellan does, what kind of things he has up his sleeve. You know, just historically, if you want to take a look at the Orpic thing, if you want to take a look at the Niskanen thing, just, you know, historically, he has done some really big things in the summertime. I have no reason to believe that Mac won't do some really killer things this next season. And if you're a Caps fan, you should be pumped for next season. Yeah, I know they didn't make it to the first round of the playoffs, but I see big things coming from this team. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about Tom Wilson and uh, the accolades and the potential award that he might win. We'll talk about Tom Wilson coming up. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. One of the frustrating things is trying to find tickets for those events around you. That is why you need game time. And that is why I use game time. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this next segment, your future captain. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stick my flag in that statement and say I do see Tom Wilson being the future captain of this Capitals team when Ovi hangs up the skates someday. Um, you know, he's up for another award here. Tom Wilson named Capitals nominee for NHL's King Clancy Memorial Trophy. The trophy is awarded annually to the player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and has made a noteworthy humanitarian contribution in his community. I've said it all along since I started this show and even before the show on my other Capitals podcast that I saw Tom Wilson is being the future captain of this team. And, you know, what is part of the thing of being the captain is a leader, of course. Caps for Tom Wilson has been named uh, the nominee for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy. The Clancy Memorial Trophy is awarded, like I said, to the player who best exemplifies leadership. In conjunction with the King Clancy nomination, fans who make a donation so kids can online uh, between nine and May 9th and June 27th will be entered to win two tickets to a future mutually agreed upon Capitals game with a post game meet and greet with Wilson. The experience includes a signed Jersey and a game you stick as well as airfare and hotel for two individuals. All proceeds from this fundraiser will benefit the 2022 23. So kids can beneficiary playtime project playtime project cultivates resilience in children experiencing family housing insecurity by providing and expanding access to transformative playing experience and of course tom wilson is included in this just a really great guy on and off the ice despite the fact that he is a tough guy on the ice he has a big heart and it's shown here uh he takes part in these different charities here as well in 2018, Wilson created 43s friends to provide tickets and special post-game meet and greet to kids waiting for their wishes to be granted by Make-A-Wish. Mid-Atlantic in 2019, he expanded his program to also include 
Family selected by United Heroes League, Wilson chose MAW Mid-Atlantic after being inspired by a former player who had donated tickets to an MAW and selected United Heroes League after meeting many incredible men and women in the area who serve or previously served in the military this season. He continues to do more during his injury rehabilitation. Wilson hosted three kids from Make-A-Wish Mid-Atlantic and three kids from United Heroes League in a Swede for the Capitals versus Coyotes game on November 5th. Wilson spent quality time with kids and their families in the Swede for the game. What else can you say about Tom Wilson? Just a really all-star act. A killer player, um, you know, plays on the power play, plays on the penalty kill at times. Um, a great goal scorer, a tough guy, an intimidator, a leader, and, a, you know, a humanitarian. So uh, not to sing the praises anymore of Tom Wilson, but just a stand-up guy on and off the ice. And if that doesn't bode well for him for being the future captain of the Capitals, I don't know what does. So just a really stand-up act. And I'm very proud. Tom Wilson and the organization uh, for these kind of events. Wilson is also a member of the So Kids Can Be with teammates Nick Baxter and Martin Faravari and Elliot in the Mornings, Elliot Siegel. Uh, through so kids can the players and Siegel pledge $50 per Capitals win during the regular season and 100 per win within the playoffs. So just a really great thing. All in all, uh, in December 2022, Wilson was part of Will Mumford's wish to give an art installation to his community, specifically the Washington Capitals practice facility. Wilson first met Will during 43's Friends activation in 21-22. When Wilson learned about the wish, he told Will to let him know when the art would be unveiled and take place so he could be there in person. Uh, so just a lot of great leaders, Nick Backstrom, Alex Ovechkin, um, you know, uh, Wilson, these are just all great guys within the Capitals organization where it's not just about hockey. These are great guys in the community period. So let, you know, it's great to talk about the accolades and accomplishments of the Capitals players, of course, but just their, you know, activity in the community, um, and just this segment being about Wilson here, him, you know, giving tickets and letting people be in the suite uh, for underprivileged type people, you know, hats goes off to a guy like that. He wouldn't have to do anything like that. You know, uh, celebrity types in the NHL, sometimes they feel like they're above that. So for guys like Backstrom and, and Ovechkin and Wilson to take time out of their day to take part in these uh, community events, uh, you know, being that this is a DMV podcast, hats goes off to those guys and just really, uh, it speaks very well as them, not only as hockey players, but as people as well. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And of course, I love talking to you guys about Capitals hockey on this podcast. But I would also love to talk Caps hockey with you outside the podcast on the subtext. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the information scrolling on the bottom of the screen. If you're listening on the audio side, first of all, thank you. Um, the information for that will be in the show description. So once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And are you an everydayer? Do you listen to this podcast every day? I would love to hear from you. Hit me up on Twitter at DanCaps218 or at LockedOnCaps and say, hey, Dan, I'm an everydayer, and I'll give you a shout out on Friday's show. I'll also post it on the Locked On Capitals Twitter feed just to show you guys that it's because of you this show has the success that it has, and I'm ever so grateful. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it is your team every day. My name is Dan Holney, and I'll talk to you again next time.